That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Edit audio. Hey, boo. Welcome to season two of Podcast Date with Daddy. You are here and you are going on some dates with me, like actual dates with people I really adore and admire. Speaking of which, today, I'm going on a date with Samantha Biddy. If that name doesn't ring a bell for you, let me tell you about Samantha Biddy. She is a sexual health and consent educator, a speaker, a certified emotional intelligence coach, and a social change entrepreneur. Today, I have the honor of taking her out for some dinner. We're going to this cool, fancy restaurant that I've seen all over the internet. I hope there isn't a crazy wait because I did forget to make a reservation, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Wish me luck. Hey, Samantha, I'm so sorry. I, I hate to change plans last minute, but the restaurant I originally wanted to take you to has like a two hour wait list. I'm so sorry. I can't believe how busy it is. I mean, that's okay. I already made a reservation like a week ago. We're good. Wow. A week ago. Are you like an earth sign? I am. I'm a quintuple fire sign. So I just, you know, I have to be ahead of things. I got to make plans. I got to be in control. So I might already be in love. Wow. 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 Well, let's get in. Let's go inside. So can I can I get you a drink? Uh, well, I don't drink alcohol, but I will have just like a mocktail or a soda. Yeah. Sweet. How do you feel about me drinking? Uh, well, like, actually, I prefer if people don't drink while I'm getting to know them. But like in the future, I'm sure, you know, if we have a future, which I feel like we have a future. So cool, cool, cool with me. I am down to get whatever you're having. Do you like kombucha? Uh not into fermented things yeah but there's this lovely drink here at this restaurant that i really like that has no alcohol in it so we could get that it's pink it's on brand for me so i love it let's get that so how was your day uh my day was good it was normal i you know i worked i had my nap it was only two hours though you know i prefer to have a longer nap but it was all right and now i'm here how are you Naps. That's a you usually like schedule naps. I mean, I like to go down between noon and four, mm -hmm. and it's why I became an entrepreneur. So, yeah, we gotta take care. We need rest, beauty rest. Like, can't you see? <sighs> like, aren't I glowing? Like, this is yeah. This is nap energy. 
yeah i love that i actually really love that like how do i maybe i can make that work for me i think i'd be a better person overall you need to integrate it into your life because especially like when you do so much which you do so much you know this whole <laughs> like all this whole hustle culture everything i was like oh actually hustle culture is not working for me i need like fancy kitten life culture and that's what i've adopted i just look at my cat i'm like what's she doing i'm like oh she's lying down on different surfaces is she having meals is she asking for what she needs i'm gonna try that it's been going well so yeah you should you, you deserve it i love that so much wow wow i i also still can't get over the fact that you reserved this like booking like a week in advance like are you always this thoughtful on dates um I don't even know if I think of it as thoughtful I just try to be intentional you know it's like we made plans we don't there's already so many unpredictable things in our lives like let's just it's like we want to go here let's just do it in advance and like if it's not going to work out then we just cancel it or whatever but like I like to try to be intentional with dating and I think that when you're intentional that just like makes you thoughtful i guess but like you're thoughtful too like you know where i wanted to go like you suggested it so yeah yeah and i think our drinks are coming now sweet you know that you know ting that's what i'm t that's what it smells like yeah pink ting mm -hmm. yeah it's the one but don't you find that like ting tastes different when you're in the caribbean like when you're when you're back home it, it tastes different a hundred percent maybe it's like the sugar that they use maybe like it's pure cane sugar i find the same thing like uh in trinidad we drink apple jay though oh my god i love apple jay so i find too like if i'm drinking tang in the caribbean it doesn't need to be like diluted in any way it's like but when it's here i'm like it's a little it's a little sharp for me for my palate at this age yes it is it is sharp the acid and you'd like bitters yeah just something just to cut through you know like but yes i think i think any 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 non-alcoholic beverage should have ting in it so so i have so many questions for you because i've been following you on socials for a while now and i'm so curious like you're a sexual health and consent educator tell me all the secrets like what got you into this uh, so I, I've been in sexual health and consent education for like over a decade now. Like my first job was like in a sex toy shop, lied about my age, Cupid's Boutique in Scarborough, Warden and Eglinton. Like hey. I was like, I was, you know, I've always been really interested in sex, but what attracted me to doing the work in the way that I do it now. And like, even when I was working in clinics and stuff was that like, I had really poor sex education. Like it was, it didn't set me up to have good experiences. And so I, I didn't, you know what I mean? And like grew up with like a lot of shame and like homophobia and like all those things that like really limited my ability to be like my full self. And so um, after any number of bad experiences, I was like, you know what? I wanna be the person who's on the other end of this, like at a clinic or in a, whatever it is that is having these conversations with people in a way that makes them feel like they're making choices and that's the thing it's like i'm really i really care about agency and autonomy especially when it comes to sexual health and then it's just kind of like evolved over the years to what it what it is now so that's amazing it's so great to have someone who is black and doing this work you know like 
me growing up I did not in the same way I like I didn't set myself up to have great sexual experiences I had my first sexual experience at 14 and it was trash because I didn't know <laughs> where it's like your first partnered experience like your first yeah, partnered experience? my first partnered experience was trash because like I had no idea uh, beyond like just like silly things kids would say like you put this in here and that's all like I never thought about like enjoyment I never had like a real orgasm even until I was like 20 like in my 20s so just well I mean and that's the really interesting thing like when we think about when we start sexual activity a lot of people define it as like their partnered experiences but for a lot of people mm-hmm. it's like they have solo experiences whether they know that or not or if it's intentional or not like when people start to explore their bodies from like whatever you know like preteen years or younger even for some people right and it's like when we aren't set up with the examples around us whether that's like within our own families within our cultures within school like we just don't know how to realize it right like I always tell this story it's like I learned about sex from Cosmo like my mom had Cosmo magazines and it's like the lens that Cosmo took at that time I can't speak to the lens they take now but it's like it was like 101 ways to please your man and like orgasm is the goal Mm. of sex and like I remember asking my mom like what's an orgasm and she was just like uh it's a feeling you get when you have sex so I was like oh okay and then Cosmo was telling me that sex was like for men and so when I had sex with like a man for the first time or whatever, I was like, oh, this isn't like, that's not the thing that they said. Like, I don't. Meanwhile, I was having orgasmic solo experiences. So I was like, but to me, that mm-hmm. wasn't sex. And like, but again, it's like when you grow up in, I think for most of us at our age, we, we don't grow up in households that talk openly about sex and pleasure and all those things. But I think that that experience of growing up in like, Um, a first generation immigrant family or like within a black family it's like there isn't that language to talk it's not normal to talk about it's kind of like oh that's even anything sexuality it was like it was regulated Mm -hmm. so it's like I had all these trash experiences as you said and then I was like I don't want to have trash experiences and then now you you are like a fucking beacon in the community (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I hit this like mark in my life where I started to have sex in a way that like I enjoy and like not even just partnered sex but enjoying sex with myself whereas now I'm just like everyone all I want to do is talk about sex and everything is sexually charged it's so funny but the thing I think like you know when we started following each other on Instagram the thing that I think drew us to each other is that you and I both take this really like you know, sexy clown approach to it where it's like, sex is funny, you know? And it's like, we, yes, these are serious things and yes, it's important work and yes, it's political. Like what you do is so political, but Mm -hmm. it's like, it doesn't have to be like, I don't know. I feel like you push the boundaries of what any of us are, are willing to like say or do it. And like the way that you do it is so welcome, like to all of us, you know what I mean? I really admire that, that, that intersection of like humor and politics and it's never too you know it's like it's never too far like it's never like and i not that i believe in too far as i said i'm a quintuple fire sign but it's like i think it's like it's never like corny it's never like oh it's never cringy it's always just like you're always just like oh i'm like 
horny and like laughing and like that's that's my brand right it's like it's like I want people to be horny and I want them to be laughing and I feel like you do that so well as well so I appreciate you thank you thank you so much I I really just be trying because I'm like I yeah just grew up so repressed also grew up in church so I'm like now that I'm free of those things just like trying to do it to like I don't know at least give somebody something some piece of information but for someone like you to receive it in that way it makes me very happy oh yeah I fuck with you heavy and I think that like it's because you it's like what you said it's like we don't see black people black women black femmes black non-binary people we don't see like thick people we don't we don't see it in the same like gay like all the different things right it's like we don't see that represented to us outside of social media really like me getting a show as an example was like a huge deal because people like me people who look like me people who look like us like they don't get those platforms right like to talk about sex it's always like very cardigan very white very you know thin and cisgendered and so I think that it's so exciting and like yes every time I see you I'm like yes liberate us like please because <laughs> you we give us being around you I think people say this to me it's like we give other people permission to to be that and to see it and it's like I think that's so important and like our sexual health has so much to do with our emotional health and our mental health and our well-being and like I'm really interested in relationships in general and just like liberating all of our relationships, not just sexual, not just romantic, but like platonic, familial, and like being in charge of what defines those things and not not it being given to us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. With that too, like in your whole journey of like becoming um like a sexual health educator and consent educator and like were there things like within your own personal journey that you had to kind of unlearn oh consistently and still like every day you know and all of us like we all grew up like if you're alive right now across the world chances are you've grown up in a sick colonized like fucked up place right so that requires all of us to to investigate to like go inward so that when we have a reaction when we have a feeling when we have a thought um we investigate where that came from you know and it's like like shame is one of the biggest feelings that people experience around sex and sexuality is the reason why we see so many like so many rates of substance abuse and mental health issues within the trans and queer community like there's so many reasons because we grew up in like the hetero norm we grew up with this idea that like something is innately wrong with us if we are not heterosexual for example right and so when people like when i experience shame i have to be like okay where did i get that idea and it's like chances are i got it from church or i got it from school and i was like okay well where did they get that idea and i'm like well they got that idea from colonization or they get i got that idea Mm. from patriarchy or they got that idea from white supremacy so do i do i agree with white supremacy no so why would i allow that system to inform my values or how i feel and that's how i try to like confront those feelings because they still come up like there's shame and all the different Mm. things come up but I just try to confront them and then I try to teach other people how to confront them. It's something I'm definitely like 
on learning. Like I used to have a lot of um, shame and like um, guilt in watching porn or like masturbation guilt and like trying to figure out where that comes from. And a lot of it was from church and a lot of it is from just like internalized homophobia at the time too. I'm like, why do I like to watch women? Why is that so interesting to me? And then, yeah, just the shame with all of that. So I think we're all like constantly and constantly unlearning things and also learning new things about myself in the process of it all. One of the things that I love about sex and sexuality is that it is so transformative, right? And like to your point about like learning so much, it's like when we when we do some of that unlearning and we make ourselves available to be present to our thoughts, our feelings, our experiences, others, whatever, it's like we really do transform. We learn so much about everything you know and so that's one of the reasons why i also like find the work that i do so interesting because it's bottomless like there will always be something to learn and something to explore especially as more voices are part of the narratives that govern how we interact with each other sexually something that i find so interesting especially and like i'm learning a lot more about in like queer community is like the whole like because just because you said something about bottom and then I was just like bottom and top <laughs> it's bottomless no I'm kidding bottomless <laughs> topless bottomless oh my god. you're Toronto's only top <laughs> all the tops listening are like whoa 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 <laughs> wow the studs the toxic ones are like excuse me <laughs> see all of my dms so <laughs> that's the thing i'm a oh consent educator no one is in my dms like really yeah because oh is it because they assume i don't know i think that people are intimidated by that like they think that i like either know everything about sex or like i'm gonna be like really like strict about how they interact with you know what it's i think it can intimidate people when i'm like a quote expert on this thing right and so yeah i think that it's pretty hard for me to determine when someone's like messaging me. I'm like, oh, is this like a flirtation or are they just asking a question? You know, but like for the most part, nobody's trying to, no one's sliding in there. So I'm very surprised. Me too. I'm surprised too. Sad, depressed, disappointed, confused. <laughs> you should make like a, no, but then like if you made a post, like I made a post like this once about um, like in the peak of quarantine where I'm just like, uh, you guys have my consent to send me nudes and then it was just like overwhelming and it was like yeah thank you so much but also um, it's just like people that you didn't really want nudes from I'm like I should have made it like close friends and then put just like the people I wanted noted for next time it was like for my birthday I'm like it's my birthday everyone send me <laughs> Like you're my close friends list, so you know that I'll every now and again I'll post like a little meme being like, I really need a friend right now, only if you're sexy. Like just, you know, and like baiting, trying to bait my crushes and whatever. And like they never bite. Hopefully the vetting happens after all of this consensually. What were you gonna say about bottoms? Oh my gosh. Okay, about the bottoms and the tops, cause yesterday I saw on Tinder this woman, she put in her bio, it said something like I'm a pillow princess. No, it said, I'm a freaky pillow princess. And I was like, 
what? Like, what is that? So I posted it, and then all the bottoms came for me. They were like, we can be freaky from the bottom. Like, I, I just don't understand. Like, <laughs> the way I pictured it in my mind is how I'm used to seeing pillow princesses. Like, they just strictly bottom, and the more dominant person is doing all the things we have I don't know we had this whole like back and forth on on uh socials but anyways all of this to basically ask you are you a top or a bottom <laughs> I like to allow the chemistry of a situation to dictate the like experience right so it really depends on the dynamic between me and the other person I think too, because I'm a social dom, because I'm like a fucking like dom in my day-to-day life, there is that element to me where it's like, you know, and so like, but I would define myself as like a power bottom. I've never been the kind of person to just be like receiving. Like I, I feel like I really like being an active participant in sex, no matter what role I'm playing or whomst it is with. Like I just, I'm always trying to be like an active and present participant so (laughs) but yeah for sake of argument bottom (laughs) it's all just such an interesting concept to me because it seems like the whole idea of top and bottom it's everyone has a preference right but when it's in the queer community people make it seem like such a one way or the other like for me example I'm a switch so I've never been a person who likes one or the other I just feel more comfortable being one way or the other for that person like it's it's interesting and I don't know why we put ourselves in these like closed boxes you know binary yeah absolutely like then when I've been before with like dating cis hetero men, I never thought about this stuff. Either like we're just doing the thing, we're tangoing, I'm on the top sometimes, and then I roll over and I'm on the bottom. <laughs> like why is it not the same? You know, like why do we have these like labels? Like are we supposed to kind of like find our match, you know? I think you know what? And like I don't want to speak out of pocket because I'm not a man who has sex with men. But I think that it's like mm-hmm. the the ways that we talk about sex sometimes it's like we adopt language or terms like even something like pillow princess, right? Or like unicorn mm-hmm. or like there's all this like there's all this vernacular for like sex and sexual relationships, but we don't all necessarily know what they mean. Right. And like, we might adopt a term thinking that we know what it means or that it defines us, but then to someone else, it like means something else. And I, I try not to put limitations. And it's one of the reasons why I don't really ever identify for people openly, like what my sexuality is. Cause I'm just like, y'all let it be a mystery like I personally want to see what happens like I I have a very much uh, let's see what happens approach to sex like obviously with consent and communication and all these things but it's like I try not to have too many hard boundaries like I try to I try to like know myself and honor myself but to never be like I would never do that for most things yeah I am absolutely like with you on that like I am definitely the person to try everything once, maybe even twice. (laughs) And I think that's part of consent culture where it's like, not to say that people can't have hard boundaries, which I totally love and value and respect and think are really important. I just, I also think that there's something to be said about 
like I said, allowing like a connection and a chemistry dictate what's going to happen. And that's what I actually find is one of the biggest barriers with dating apps is because I'm like, I'm so, I thrive so much on chemistry and connection and not that you can't get a sense on a dating app. If you're going to have like a connection with someone, I find though that it's like, it's the in-person that I can like get a vibe. And then I'm like people who maybe I wouldn't think necessarily on paper, I would be attracted to. And then vice versa. I'm like, Oh, what's happening here? You know? And like being open to that is something that I'm, I'm really working on as well. Yeah. I think about that often, like in person before the pandemic, I would just, you know, meet people in person and go off of that vibe. Whereas now I'm just like swiping and swiping. And I'm like, you know, sometimes if I saw this person in person and we had a nice conversation, I'd a hundred percent, you know, like get to know them. Now it's just like going off of looks and a bio that says something funny. Yeah. And it's such a disheartening way to assess some of our most like exciting and intimate experiences. And this is why I always encourage people to swipe intuitively. I have my like parameters that I'm looking for. So it's like certain things are hard nose, like hard left, like there's no way, right, right, right. But other things I try to let my, my instincts guide me. And usually when that's happened, I've like had some of the best connections, even if that person didn't have like the best photos or their bio wasn't like, didn't say all the things that I was looking for. You know what I mean? And so it's like, and, and, and again, vice versa, someone being like, okay, they're fine. They're saying all the things, but in your gut, you're like, this is no, it's a left. I wonder if you would swipe right on me on Tinder, on my bio. You want, you want to hear what it says? I just changed it. Okay. Tell me. Okay. So this is my picture. I'm just, you know, trying to show people that I go outside some cute selfies you know and here's my bio it says solo poly plus u-haul ready looking for holes to fill and hands to hold and vaxxed times three yes so i did i did see you posted that you know what took me back with it was your age young how old are you what vibe do I give off? I thought you were in your 30s. Yeah, like obviously you look like snatched. Like it's not like, oh, you look you look older, but like I'm 35 and people are always like, what? I thought you were like, whatever. And I'm like, do I carry myself? Like I am <laughs> a woman of my 20s? I don't know, like at max, I would think you were 25. You're, you're doing amazing. It's yeah, I, I do have a round face. So that gives people the impression, like big eyes. So people are like, oh, you're just like a little bit. It's like, no, I'm 35 and I'm like going on 36. The pandemic stole my prime. And like, I literally left a relationship pre-pandemic. So I was like, it's ready. I'm time. It's time for ho shit. I'm ready for my mid thirties ho shit. And it's just been so limited by my public health obligations. And yeah, so I love your bio though. I would not be in your age parameters then. You might be, yes, I am a Puma though. I, ha I have to disclose, I am a Puma. So <laughs> it, it's like pre-pandy, it was like 26. Now it's like my bottom end is 28. And then I go up to like 48 is like the window. So I put mine, I set mine to be the lowest age as 26. Yeah. And then I didn't put a maximum. Uh, scoop me up. Scoop me all the way up. You know what? If someone who's 100 wants you me, know <laughs> they can have it. <laughs> have an open mind. I, I found that 
there's some kind of a mess up. Like back when Facebook was brand new, people would like put all kinds of ages to make an account. Yes. There's like this person who put their number, like they put that their age was like a hundred, but they're actually 29. I'm like, whoa, okay, that's weird. There was some like mess up when people were trying to like make Facebook accounts when they were too young. So they put all these weird ages with the, with the older ages though. I'm not going to lie. Like I'm like zooming and being like, is that a Rolex? Is that business class? Like, what are we, like, what are we, what are we working with here in this? (laughs) Ooh. Oh, this is such a great question that I have for you. Like I was thinking about different things to ask you. Well, wow. We have this time on this date. I think it'd be great to know, like, what what makes you feel sexy? You do all this educating for other people, but in your own time, what do you do that makes you feel sexy? Honestly, like, safety, like, emotional safety. That is what makes me feel the sexiest, I would say. And that, to me, comes through communication and feeling like I can be honest and that I feel like I'm receiving honesty and all those things because then anything can happen right like when there is that sense of like presence you can like freely exchange energy with someone so I would say that makes you sexy in like more tangible terms obviously like I love getting dressed up I love the whole ritual of like all of that I love lingerie I love pantyhose I love wigs I love costumes I love all those things so like I think in like if I were to think of like a tangible thing I love like being and like being playful like being being open to just like having a nice time like that to me is like is the sexiest like not having a script Hmm. yeah well yeah I feel sexy when I'm just like home I'm a big homebody, so when I'm able to just be at home in my space, walk around naked, or most of the time when I'm home, that's that's kind of like where I get into my like high femme clothes, you my my little crop tops, the things that I don't really wear out, and I'll be in my sexy lingerie, have a glass of wine, and just like you know, take some nudes, put it on my close friends, have my friends hype me up, and yeah, you know. It goes, it, it makes me feel sexy. I really, I'm such a, I don't know if you've ever seen um, the video I did about like taking nudes and like doing it for yourself. Like not with no one in mind, like just literally just being like, okay, let me, let me get into this and like be responsible for my own like sexual energy and arousal and all those things. Like I really believe in that. And I love that you said the part about environment because that is super important to me too and like I love being in my home as well for like anything spicy because I'm like okay this is this is all of my like pink stuff it's all my like satins and my like my fuzzy things and like everything that makes me feel like pretty and like whatever and that just cultivating that space and like I also really love coconut incense Ooh, I love coconut everything but i I've never really thought about just getting coconut incense. I will cop for you because, and like one of the things that I suggest for people when they're having trouble, like getting into like sexy moods, which is fair, like we're in a fucking pandemic for a million years, is to find something like incense that can be like a sexual energy anchor. So it's like when you do find that you're having like sexual energy or you like want to be intentionally sexual, having something like an incense and then like 
experiencing it. And then the next time you use that incense, it's going to trigger that in your like somatic memory to be like, oh yeah, this is like an arousal thing. I feel like smells are so powerful. And it's like, if you ever think about like a really good lover that you've had, um, and they had like a specific laundry detergent or something and you like pass by an apartment building that is using that laundry detergent and you're like, oh. <laughs> like and it's like we can do that for ourselves though and i think that like incense oils things like that are really powerful tools to do that so where do i get this i'm gonna need that coconut incense like asap yeah <laughs> i feel like anywhere that has like you know the lineup of incense you can get coconut but i will i will pick some up for you because i'm sure i will see you before the end of the year and i will make sure to get it to you so Ooh. well it's actually getting kind of late i just checked the time maybe we should head out um before they close out yes thank you so so much like Yes. I, I know you've probably got to head out too and yeah. get your beauty sleep. I'm going to go and try to find some more sexy things to wear for my nice bedtime ritual. But before I let you go, I did want to ask you one thing. What is one thing you wish more people knew when it comes to sex? I wish that people knew that we're all sexually inexperienced, you know? I wish that like, yes, of course we can have like our techniques and our prowess and the things that we like to do and the things that we're good at or whatever. But every, if we go into every sexual experience with the mentality of like both of us, like all of this is going to be revealed to us and it's going to be revealed to us through how we communicate with each other. I just think we would all enjoy sex so much more. And instead of kind of like going in with the like, okay, I got to make this person come or like, I have to come or I have to, it's just like, let's, let's explore and see what happens. And yeah, just taking a posture of like, I'm inexperienced and I want to have this experience. Yeah. Wow. If only I was just a bit older. <sighs> Samantha was so great. You can find her on Instagram at Samantha, S-A-M-A-T-H-A underscore B-I-T-T-Y. Always posting great content and so educational and fun. She is absolutely hilarious. Thank you again, Samantha Biddy, and thank you for coming through and listening to this. Still got to trek away at this huge list of crushes, so stay tuned. Stay tuned.